everybody. It's Sisters with Sabres, and we're back. Who's on the line tonight? Hi, this is Raven. Rihanna's on. Hey, this is V. Hey, this is Mel. This is Amanda. And we're back. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your support. We're going to talk about a few topics tonight, and I'm super excited to have some of the ladies with me today. I know V's not always with us, so thank you for spending some time, and we will ask you a few questions and get to know you. I know, I'm excited too. So it's going to be a fun time. Um, If you haven't already rated and reviewed the show, retweet the show, all that shit helps us. Um, If you want to join the tribe, if you want to learn more about us and get on the show, hey girl, I see you. Uh, We would love to have you on. Uh, Email us at Sisters with Sabres and we'll figure out a way to get you on the show. Um, I don't believe there are any recent guest spots other than my appearance on Steel Wars last week. So we're going to start our first topic, the High Republic panel. I know that they just released some information and I haven't really gotten a chance to read over it. Uh, reactions from the lady. I didn't get, I think we mentioned this before, I didn't get a chance to really look at anything, but the things that I saw for once, no one was complaining <laughs> about something. <laughs> so yeah. that might be a good sign. Everyone was like, huh, the, uh, you have my attention. So I think that's a good sign. I'll, I'll tell you more about how I feel about when I like look into it. They had like a cover art and then there was this one girl who had like dark skin that was not our girl someone else and I was like who is this and she has like a purple lightsaber and there's a loaf wolf Mm -hmm. and I was like I want to know more about her (laughs) does she have tentacles for hair is she like yeah 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 I was like ooh who is this I like zoomed in on her I was like I I have my eyes on you (laughs) who are you there's a lot of curiosity about this I don't there's so much I don't know. Similarly, I didn't get to check out the panel, but I saw that cover and I was like, Ooh, who is this? Wait a minute. And then I was like, why is there a, why is this the only one with a wolf? What's happening here? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty curious. Yeah, it looks really interesting. Yeah, so we'll, we'll follow up and we'll bring you more updates once everybody's had a chance to read over it and watch the panel. Um, I think Claudia Gray was there and she's the fucking truth. So... I think we're in good hands. I think we're out of the the crazy waters with this one. So we'll see. What yeah, happens. she's uh good she's taking over. She's writing the the YA one, I believe, the YA novel. If I'm Thank not mistaken. God. Oh, sweet. That part I did see. <laughs> yeah, she's one of my yeah she's one of my favorite like Star Wars authors that kind of re- re- reoccur. Um, there's some that I have beef with, um, but she's a good one. I like it. <laughs> I love Bloodline. Bloodline is one of those books. I can I can come back to Bloodline right now. Oh, Bloodline. Good times. It's also really exciting to come into any media, especially literature, that explores the periods between episodes six and seven. I'm looking at a list of highlights from the panel, and one of them says that one of the characters is the young Matthew McConaughey with a spaceship. Tell me. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> And it has, like, stuff about how the different characters perceive the forest. Like, the Wookiee Jedi perceives the forest as a big forest and mm. himself as one leaf on a larger tree. Mm. So that's really interesting. I like that. It is. It is really interesting. That makes me think about in um, Legends of Luke Skywalker, how there were different creatures and different, like, microorganisms that perceive the force in different ways and describe it as different types of matter and energy. Yeah, I like never things. finished that. It was pretty good. I read yeah. the, the manga version. Oh, sorry. 
No, I said I haven't. I haven't gotten to read that yet either. That sounds interesting, though. That's um, pretty cool. Like, in the rise of Kylo Ren, that like comic book stretch, there was flashbacks to when his time during being trained at Luke's um, temple, and they were talking about. There was one like girl that was a fellow trainee that didn't like Ben mm-hmm. for reasons, um, and so she was kind of like jealous of his like force abilities, and like Luke sort of explained the force in a way that it hadn't really been explained before. Mm. Um, that I really loved. Um, and it's just interesting to see different authors sort of like explain the force in different ways um, outside of, you know, the way that we maybe typically understand it ourselves. Yes. I think that's cool. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like also as we explore like, you know, outside of Star Wars, like as we explore like quantum physics and string theory and have different perspectives on religion or spirituality or atheism, whenever I read a new understanding or a new interpretation of the force, I always kind of like internalize it and try to look at how it makes me think of the spirit or energy in the world or the universe. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else? I always, like, I, I was raised like Christian and stuff like that, but I always sort of like identified as sort of agnostic. Cause I always felt like everything mm-hmm. is sort of like, I always called the great big, big, which my family laughs at me for. Cause they're like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I feel like there's like there's like this overarching thing that's like larger than us and they're all sort of trying to understand it in our own yeah. way and that's what religion is that's what like god is to us and like all those things is just trying to understand that bigger force sorry that's literally called that for a reason um right and that that's sort of like moving things along and pushing things around and so, yeah, I think it's interesting learning about different religions and things like that and how different people interpret the universe and learning more about the different perspectives is only going to solidify your own perspective. Mm-hmm. And this also says that Yoda will be with the younger Padawans in training and we won't see him until slightly later during the fallout of the Great Disaster. Hmm. Ooh, the Great Disaster. Right, what's this great disaster? Yeah, they mentioned it a lot, the great disaster. That's where Keith Trennis, like, she's stationed on some uh, planet somewhere when it happens, whatever that is. I thought you were going to say she was part of the great big, the, the great disaster or whatever. I'm like, why does she have to be part of the great disaster, huh? Hold up. Why is she <laughs> right. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> No, she's just there when it hits. Okay, it okay. Is. I was about to say, okay, well, why has she got to be in the mix? <laughs> why does she have to be part of the disaster? But anyway, <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say, but never mind. I take my <laughs> All I'm looking at is like, there's some information about the great disaster causing starships all across the galaxy to be abruptly launched out of hyperspace. So I'm, I'm curious. Well, that could be problematic depending on what you're doing. Yeah. Right. It does. It does have me interested. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see. I'm I am gonna say I'm really glad that Justina Ireland's in the mix because we need more like um, queer folks writing stuff for Star Wars. So that's yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to just uh, throw out a completely random topic. I mean, it's not random. It's Star Wars. But uh, mm-hmm. I know we've talked previously about uh, Graham Norton um, and how awesome his show is. But Ewan McGregor was just recently on Graham Norton talking about uh, how he was catching up to uh, Alec Guinness's age and how that's going to go when they start filming on Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, series or the Kenobi series uh, in March. 
So just tossing that out there, peeps. It's on. It's on YouTube, and it's mm. and it's doing. So how bad could it be, really? <laughs> he's nowhere uh, near the age of Alec Guinness. No, Alec he's Guinness not. It's, it's Star Wars. Come on. He was. He was. He was being heckled by one of the other guests. But you know, Ewan has a good sense of humor, so he went along with it. And it's just. It's a good. Uh, good interview. But again, Graham Norton pulls people right out of their shell. Not that Ewan is particularly closed, but you know what I mean. Call y'all me. Y'all thought it was going to be call me. me. See? Call me. <laughs> Ewan, call me. That's all. Imagine if he's actually listening to this. Woo. Ewan, I know call someone me. who's listening to this. What up, Vanessa Marshall? We love you. Yes. What's up, Vanessa? Yes. What's up, Vanessa? Hey, girl. Hey. One thing that I always found interesting was that both Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor had the same forehead pimple in one in one of the Star Wars movies. I noticed that, too. It's kind of distracting. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yes. Is it natural or did do you think they put that shit together? I want to guess it's natural because it's not in every it's movie. really weird. Yeah. I want it that to used be to natural mess with me as a that little would just kid. be cool. Yes. Sorry, baby. But if it's not, then it's creepy. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's some nutty professor shit right there. That is no, honey, Palpatine shit. is creepy. The fact that pa- Palpatine got it on with somebody is also creepy. That's creepy. Nothing about yeah. Oh my god, Palpatine is, is very creepy. Palpatine is buddy See? love. Oh shit! <laughs> oh no! No! That's a terrible conclusion. Oh my god! It is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, no, let's, that's let's, half the fun of the show. Let's let's not go down that path right away. <laughs> We're only fourteen <laughs> minutes in, so I'll try to steer us back on track. So Vanessa Marshall, I actually met her at Celebration Orlando. She's a wonderful woman, and I'm so happy that she's following the podcast. Like that, she would listen or even take the time. Like that's freaking amazing um and she's one of the kindest people in star wars i just i get nervous around like people that i admire like ashley like for whatever reason like mark hamill didn't phase me because i'm like it's mark hamill but um you know like ashley and and vanessa marshall like boom like ah ah uh, and I start sweating, so I don't know. You didn't get nervous it's about fair. Mark Hamill because you foresaw that he was going to make that fly comment joke. <laughs> Man, you let me down, Mark Hamill. Not you. <laughs> Not you. They got to you. How they get to you? <laughs> Come on. You're supposed to be bulletproof out here. Nope. <sighs> I got like a Last Jedi level letdown. <laughs> Like, you're supposed to be the Jedi. What's wrong with you? Over here and sucking on these crazy titties with these people. Stop it. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> crazy titties. Wow. Oh my god. You gotta get that that green milk. <laughs> oh. Do you though? Do you really need it? Like I feel like it's apparently optional. it's good. Right. I mean they sell they- it at galaxy's edge apparently it's really good and they got the blue no. milk i tried the blue when i was there the blue was good it was okay it was really sweet though so i was like yeah you know it <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll take a though. shot but that's enough yeah. <laughs> shots ain't no joke either like if you get the rancor the the rancor shots like it was like a hundred bones 
Oh the shit! Oh, no, shit. I meant it I meant it ain't cheap. I meant if I could, you know, those really really sweet things, they have to give them to you in really small quantities so that you can stand it because it's just like you spend all that money and then you can't drink it halfway through because you're like, okay, this is just like pouring a bag of sugar in my mouth, which not good, you know. Mm. I feel like the blue milk at Oga's Cantina, like they kind of go extra with it because they have that like what is it like of some sort of a like vanilla wafer that they put on top of it you know if you get it get the blue milk at the stand um that's just outside in the regular area um it's just the drink they don't you don't need like the cookie on top of it because it already is sweet i personally like how the blue milk tastes but it's just i don't know there is a certain amount of sweetness that a person like can take all at once especially like when you're still trying other stuff. Cause I mean, I know that I like to spend a ton of time at Oga's Cantina and trying stuff. That's yeah. So cool. And I think it's different for everybody, you know, like you said, because I drink amaretto a lot and I drink it neat. And people are just like, how can you drink that? It's so disgustingly sweet. And I'm like, I don't know. I like it. So <laughs> I totally get it. Like, it depends on the thing, too. It's fair. Yeah, I got the cookie, the one that Amanda was just talking about when we went to Oga's. The first drink we got, I got the blue milk with the with the cookie the wafer on top and it was tough it was tough to get through and i'm like you know what you could have just put this in a little shot glass and it would have been all right it would have been more like like a shot of grandma yay or something you know what i mean yeah because it's really really like sweet and i didn't eat the cookie my husband ate it but um it didn't look appealing and he said it was dry so it wasn't it wasn't worth it um what was the one that i liked the jamba juice that was good that was really good it's got like the little beads in it in the bottom it was it was pretty good but yeah man it cost a drink in there i'd I be trying to chill in there and they'd be like you gonna order something or what i'm like hey, i'm sipping on it <laughs> you got money for another one bro if I order another drink, I'm not going to be able to pay for the hotel, man. Dang. So wait, how many of you have all been to Galaxy's Edge? I haven't. I haven't. I have. Oh, okay. I haven't. It's a sensitive subject. <laughs> oh, yeah. Understood. I have not either. My trip got canceled three times. <laughs> three what? times. Three. And now because of COVID, I don't oh, know God. when I'm going. Dang. I'm distraught. Three times. <laughs> I literally i've mentioned this before on the podcast but literally the week that lockdown started i was supposed to be on a plane to florida to go to galaxy dash for the week and i was just like of course of course the universe hates me dang there are worse things that can happen because of covid but you know true true that that doesn't make it any easier that was the start of covid yeah yeah it doesn't make it any easier yeah well i hope you get to go i have not been either if i did chris would want to know asap shout out to chris at proaxium if you're listening <laughs> what up chris, uh, up, chris? I, would, I, like, loved it. I would love to go how many cantinas do they have in galaxy's edge right now just the one ogas is is the one that i saw while i was there i went to orlando um when we went and and we got there at the no lie no lie, I shit you not. We got there at 5 a.m. and we were late. Like there were already fans what? lined up in front of the park. There were people out there tailgating. Oh, no. Like, no, like no lie. There were people like holding the spot at the front of the line and they were just changing out, changing uh-uh. out people. 
And, you know, we went down there and they're like, you Star Wars fans? I'm like, yeah, for sure. And he was like, okay, you family, let's get you a, you know, let's get you a cup of coffee. We got some sausage on the grill. <laughs> you know, they were over there like legit tailgating. Like it was, it was a really nice vibe. It was almost like being at Celebration, like fans were really having a good time and, you know, started singing some of the songs, you wow. know, Yub Nub and all that. It was a really chill vibe. Um, there was a lot of like so anxiousness amazing. about getting tickets to <laughs> rise of resistance everybody's checking their phones and whatever um to see about it but it was it was a really nice time uh i enjoyed it a lot it's so pretty at night i don't know how they make this happen but the mountains in the background turn purple at night Ooh. and it is so pretty that's so sound. fucking pretty i only had money to buy one item though so that was the agreement is we come back with one item so i got a padme stained glass for the kitchen and it was no joke hunted bones out wow. the door Good lord and it's literally the size of a sheet of paper what? an eight by 12 yeah that's it baby that's it it cost it just it cost to get in that motherfucker I'm like, okay, so how much can I spend? Like one item. I'm like, dear lord. But I wanted to go build a lightsaber. Yeah, I mean, Hayden could have been in there butt naked for all I know. Oh yeah, baby, that's that joint, my dear. Ooh, come on. Yeah. Babies, make it hot. Dogs, make it hot. Make it it right by he could have i don't but think like they, that that would have been underneath the price point the door <laughs> it should be for sure like you can't even get in to build the lightsaber if you haven't swiped a card yet i'm like i can't <laughs> i can't i can't do that bro <laughs> can i write you an iou <laughs> can i lay it away <laughs> What's the sisters for Sabres plan look like? <laughs> What's that plan look like? Oh it looks like God. the five of us are so anyway. five of us outside the door drooling on the window. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Sisters with Sabres trip to Galaxy's Edge. Oh my God, that would be great. That would be that place down. In Dorian. We can get a and b you know. That Star Wars Airbnb is still up, but it costs so much. Well, I ain't say all that. Like, Galaxy Center is going to cost me an arm and a leg. Um, right, that's going to cost enough, I imagine. Yeah. I got student loans. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I did like it. It was really pretty. <clears throat> like, all the rooms are themed from, like, Star Wars planets and stuff. It's really fly if you ever get a chance to check it out. Uh, but I just can't see me coming off them kind of coins. And you have like a four-day minimum or something that you have to pay. So I, I can't go for that. But it was a really nice time. We got the Endorian Yip Tip Chicken um, Salad or whatever it is. It was pretty good. It had like pumpkin seeds on it and stuff. Mm -hmm. They got Melu runs in there that you can look at. It, it was dope. There's all kinds of food. The Ronto Wrap is really good. But I don't like coleslaw though. So I had to take all the coleslaw. I have the cookbook. Oh, do you? Oh, the cookbook. Yeah. I was is on, it good? Um, it's good. I was on Book it's Wars close. podcast and they gave it to me as a gift. Oh, look at you. That sounds like fun. I haven't made anything in it yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was my next time. question is like, so it's good, yeah. right? It tastes right. like you up there. I've <laughs> seen a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've seen a bunch of stuff on Twitter. Uh, people who have the cookbook making mm. 
drinks and making this stuff out of it. And it's pretty cool looking. It really is. Sweet. I feel like they use hella dry ice at the cantina. Like they just be burning through dry ice. I'm just like, okay, you can calm down with the dry ice. Like I'm not really drinking. So I don't really give a fuck. Like everything that hits my side is is non-alcoholic. So I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I just, we were sitting next to these people. This is pre-COVID when they jam people into the booth side by side. And this dude was like literally fucked up. I'm like, sir, how can you afford to be drunk in this establishment? Like, <laughs> you must be rich. <laughs> like, Sit down I next to him. That, right? <laughs> Your boy pulls out a flask. He's like, I've been pre-gaming. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, smart man though smart we man can't take you nowhere we can't take you nowhere and then i had to ride the falcon with him he like he he was his party came right behind us and then let's go ride the falcon oh no did he smell you, like alcohol yeah and you dragging down my score well hold up you get a score on this thing yeah, when you fly the Falcon, if you fly it right, like you get a score and stuff. It's fun, but Sweet. I can't really, I'm not very good at it because the ride is so immersive mm-hmm. that I just wanted to watch it. <laughs> Everybody's just shouting at me, move, asshole. I'm like, my bad. Like, my be. Because I, I just, I wanted to watch everything and, and a live action Hondo. I'm like, oh my God. Whoa. You're real. Like, I'm <laughs> the love of my life. When I see Hondo on that ride, I'm going to lose it. I love that character so much. So much. Top 10 favorite Star Wars characters. That's a hard category to get into. But within like two minutes of meeting him, I was like, I love you. <laughs> you are my favorite. He's like Space Captain Jack. So I just love him. But like better. Like I love that character so much. Oh Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Maybe one day I'll go back. It was just, it was really fun, like, watching all the stuff go down. And, you know, they had, like, a dude running around, like, you want to buy death sticks? I'm like, nah. You ought to go home and rethink your life. Right, right. And then he'll leave. Like, it's just, it's fun. <laughs> all these little side quests, you know. Do you want to do that? Nah. I'm good. I'm gooch. <laughs> I'm on vacation. I don't want to get, I don't want to end up right, man. <laughs> I'm looking up how much tickets cost because I never even bothered to look. I was like, oh, I can't afford that. But I want to see. I'm curious now. Well, the good news is you don't have to pay anything additional to get into Galaxy's Edge. Uh, It comes with the Disney Studios ticket price, which is cool. Mm. Um, Man, just walking into Galaxy's Edge, like the tunnel that takes you through is so cool looking it's beautiful and once you're in like it just feels like you're there and then i don't know why but i was talking to like a cast member and i said clone wars she's like what's that and i'm like uh my life <laughs> and it's funny well she needs to rethink her job so we don't yeah, what they know about the clone here, wars Isn't right galaxy's edge set between the last jedi and the rise of skywalker yeah right. it is yeah. Well, she said it was an old documentary film. I must okay. be talking about an old oh, documentary. Okay. okay. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> Yo, when my dad, the first time I missed the trip to Galaxy's Edge, my dad didn't even tell me he was going to Cal. Dirty. Hey, what you say, nigga? Dirty. I, I FaceTimed him and I started, and he was like, oh, hi, Rihanna, I'm busy right now. And I'm like, and I'm like, where are you? And I saw like the background of where he was. Like I saw the wall and I'm like, I don't know what happened in my head 
But I was like, are you at Galaxy's Edge? Like, I knew just my clock in the background that he was at Galaxy's Edge. Because wow. I, like, go on to YouTube and watch other people go through Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> like, I, I really want to go. <laughs> like, I really, I don't know if you can tell, but I really want to go. And he was like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, you were in school. And I'm like, nah, this is betrayal. This is, I'm hurt. I was so mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just left. You need a divorce. You need a divorce. A divorce like Macaulay father. Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> Culkin got one. If Macaulay like, Culkin could get one, you can too. I was like, yeah. never before have I related to Ben Solo so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, better watch yourself when you cross bridges. What did you say, bitch nigga? Oh no. Check your neck. That's what's up. I had a lovely time. We basically stayed in Galaxy's Edge all day. We rode Star Tours just because it's like our romantic spot. Like he proposed there. So we always ride Star Tours. If you ever get engaged, well, they used to do this. I don't know if they do it anymore. But if you get engaged at Star Tours, when you come out, instead of the normal music playing, it plays Across the Stars. <gasps> what? So it was it was a very sweet moment. Uh, deep breath, so deep sweet. breath. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed Galaxy's Edge. It was a lot of walking, man, for sure. Um, Rise of Resistance is amazing. Yeah. It's so much fun. It is, and yeah. I, I love the acting, like the the cast members that do the interactions, like they're good and they're practiced. So I, I was surprised he didn't he didn't fall for the hotel room key. I I was I was trying. <laughs> He's strong. He's very strong. One of the times when I went on, I can't say too much about it, but because um, I've been on several times, but um, one of the times I was on it and it broke down and. It was really interesting, like how we were taken, like, I won't say anything of like what it looks like, but like behind the scenes backstage is, you know, cast member lingo. Um, And we went all through like the backstage of um, different, like, like, basically, like, imagine the regular Rise of the Resistance, but like the walls, like we were going behind these walls. And, um, you know, it was nice that they ended up giving us like a comp sort of like fast pass ish kind of thing like a boarding pass essentially um so that we could go later but rise of resistance the only thing i'll say like and it's understandable because it's like the most high-tech i'll say attraction at Mm -hmm. disney um at least here uh not speaking of disney world i mean you know because they've got pandora out there too but um is that it breaks down a lot a rise of resistance it's like especially during the early days was notorious for breaking down a lot like it was just there's a sort of unpredictability of going on and not knowing whether it was going to run smooth or if you were going to have to like stop at a certain point there's certain points in there that would like be so fascinating to um get stuck at like when you're seeing the like ATATs. um in there and mm-hmm. that part like if you could just walk through that part that would be super exciting he was like stopping to take pictures um with the stormtroopers when you got out of the transport i'm like nigga we in jail like that's the difference between how white people get locked up and black people get locked up <laughs> You're ignorant he just didn't understand it it was a lot of fun though we didn't have any breakdowns too i was praying that we wouldn't because so many people like you said it had breakdowns and stuff i'm like we just got to make it through all the way. And we did. Really cool. We, we, this was not on the original schedule. 
<laughs> no, no. We just started talking about Galaxy's Edge. It's yeah, the Galaxy's Edge is yeah. fun to talk about, right? Let's keep going. It was well, I think fun. we. It was a lot I think we fun. were going to talk about the Mandalorian, weren't we? <gasps> okay, let's talk about the Mandalorian. What you season got? two? Season two. <laughs> A little of that right there. I'm ready for season two. I loved season one. Big fan. Big fan. We're literally like three weeks out or less, right? Yeah. Um, it starts yeah. on October 30th. So we'll be able show. to at least watch the premiere of it before the world ends, if the world ends. What's that, Mel? I'm sorry. None of that. I said it's such a beautiful <laughs> show. Like, I like the way it's shot. Yeah. All yeah. the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the technology like, they use the show. Yes, absolutely. I, I, what I like about it is that it's you can see where the technology has made it better. Um, you know, as far as the way that the show looks, um, I mm-hmm. like that it feels like Star Wars. It feels very comfortable. It feels like Star Wars, but at the same time, I don't feel like I'm watching a rehash of something I've already seen. It feels more like yes. I'm seeing a different story in a place I already know with, you know, places and people that I I may not know, but I know of. You know what I mean? It's kind of like if you were to suddenly go to New York City and you saw the naked cowboy, you might not have seen him before, but you know who he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't, It you know, it might seem odd, but it's not completely unfamiliar. <laughs> You've seen it before. You you know what I mean? Um, but that's mm-hmm. what I liked so much about The Mandalorian because it was a completely new, you know, show, completely new characters, but it was set someplace where you're you're like, okay, I know where we're at, so I can just kind of follow along and go with the process. I don't know. I guess, you know, and I've said this before, when when they announced it, I was excited, but I was also, you know, very cautious in my optimism. And, you know, they just pleased me to no end. I, I enjoyed The Mandalorian thoroughly. So I'm really looking forward to season two. And I will stop gushing now. Sorry. No, you're fine. I, I was kind of feeling the same way. Like, I don't want a Boba Fett show. Like that was just my first initial impression of the show. And I'm so glad I was wrong. Um, I'm really, really happy. And when I heard Filoni was attached, I'm like, okay, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Filoni's in the building. Um, So I I think it's really, it's such a special project because this is something that George talked about in his book and um, in one of his documentaries, it may have been in the beginning or something where he said one day that, you would be able to make Star Wars in a basement. Like, I just think it's so wonderful that somebody who dreamed this whole world up is now able to see it fully realized in the the way that he always dreamed. Um, so that's really, really special to me because I know many artists don't get to always see their creation, like get celebrated and realized in, in its truest form while they're alive. So shout out to George. And that picture of him with the baby is just the best <gasps> thing ever. Grandpa George. Yeah, he just looking like Papa. Yeah, this is a very sensitive subject. Oh yeah, <laughs> that one was like. Yes. I love that shit. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and love with Garrickson, fine as fuck. That's it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So um, there's that. 
Um, I don't know. I'm excited for season two, but I'm trying to like taper my expectations. I know the thing came out from Germany or whatever saying that Rosario Dawson was confirmed and it is on her IMDb, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're getting Ahsoka. So I'm just trying to, you know, kind of chill on it. I know episode five is what people are projecting. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know when that falls in the schedule, but I just, I'm trying to like not, you know what I mean? I don't want to set myself up for failure. Right. And, and Disney did take down that post. So that's suspect too. But you know what? You know what They had the whole plot of the rise of Skywalker on Reddit for a whole six months and they didn't take it down so i don't know about that like <laughs> i don't they know did? That, yeah oh my goodness you didn't know that yes like people like uh, there was like what? there was like a, a plot summary of it and then like like Raylos were making jokes about it for like months because someone said right. ben solo falls into a pit never to be seen again and we're like that they're not gonna throw him into a pit that's stupid <laughs> and guess what they do like literally that that reddit thread was like basically the whole film and as i I was watching it and i'm like that reddit thread cannot be real because it was up for six months it was up for so long that like a burger king in like germany made an ad about using that stupid reddit thread (laughs) so i'm like and disney didn't take it down and like at all and it, and it was like widely known that this thread was up here like, wow. and they didn't take it down. So That's it lame. Was just, I don't know how much that them taking it down has to do with its validity or not. So that is some shit and a half. Yeah. I, this is why I don't, this is why I don't go on Reddit. Cause I'm always afraid yep. of something. I like getting spoiled. Um, that, and like, I'm afraid of like neo-Nazis, but, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I just thought it was. I just thought it was so ridiculous, like that. That was no way that that was the plot. So I just mm-hmm. dismissed it because I don't usually go on Reddit either. But someone's like, "You have to read this. It's hilarious." And then I right. did. but the joke became real sour on December eighteenth. <laughs> and you would think that, like, yeah, you would think that, like, also NDAs that everyone has to sign. Like, how on earth could that have gotten leaked? But remember, John Boyega did yeah, lose his script. Oh, shoot. true, true. That's a good point. Yeah. And there's also like, I think people count out the help. Like they count out the people who are listening um, that quote unquote don't matter. The cleaning lady, the janitor, you know, those people are around too. the, the food service folks. Um, and they don't have no loyalty to no fucking body and they're living paycheck to paycheck. So I could see a world where, you know, the lady who works in craft food services is like, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Just pay me. That's a good point. My first thought wasn't that it, uh, um, (laughs) I was going to say my first thought wasn't that it came from the actors or that it just came from someone else. So that, that could make sense. Like you never know who it could come from. Sorry. Go ahead, Raven. No, you're good. Um, I was just going to say for me, that's one of the reasons why I avoid stuff like that. I want to go in and enjoy the movie or you know tv show whatever it is i don't want to know what's going to happen before i go in if i know what's going to happen then i'm not going to experience it the way that they mean for me to you know sorry for me um i feel like you know with some things like i totally agree with you like if i am really like i have high expectations for a movie or not even just high expectations like i'm really excited for a film or a show, I really actively try to avoid spoilers because I just don't want it spoiled. I want to be able to, you know, experience that um, like joy. If it is joy that I end up like if my expectations are met or 
uh, transcended, I want to be able to experience that joy and like happiness firsthand. Like, I don't want that cheapened by, you know, accidentally seeing a spoiler. But if it's something that, you know, I'm just mildly curious about, I'm not going to be as opposed to seeing spoilers for me. Like, and then sometimes I just get tempted and I can't resist temptation. Like, even if it's something I'm so excited to see, like, there is temptation to just take a quick peek. And I can't always resist that temptation. And that's what happened with this whole script for The Rise of Skywalker. Like, you know, I heard all these different things being um, put up and written. And, you know, I took a peek. And for me, I felt like there was no way in any universe that that would actually be the movie. Like, it just sounded so kind of like, ridiculous to me so I just I was okay with seeing those I didn't know that they were real spoilers I didn't believe it um and then you know they did turn out to be spoilers and I don't know I just had mixed feelings about that I totally agree with you if it's something I'm not passionate about I'm like I'll read it whatever but like the Ahsoka thing like I'm just I'm really trying to not I don't want to know because what if it don't go the way I want it to? What, yeah. if, what if they what if they have her in some kind of crazy thong or something like then I'm I'm gonna have to burn. They're the not thing gonna down. do that to her. You know they're not gonna do that to her. I mean You just never know. I would really hope not. I would be mad. I'd have I, just, to- I don't see that coming that. from these guys. From other people maybe, but not from the guys we're talking about here. And I don't mean yeah, Disney either. Filoni. Exactly. I, I don't True. see Filoni that coming got from me. Dave. Yeah. Filoni will take care Filoni of Filoni wouldn't do a circle like that. Filoni, that's yeah, his I would, yeah. child. That's his daughter. <laughs> yeah, he ain't gonna mess. Like, he ain't no. gonna mess. You, I mean, yeah, it doesn't I understand, seem like it would happen. So. I understand your trepidation 100%. I mean, as much as I can not being you, I understand. But I think that you have the best shot of anybody because your your girl is in the hands of someone who cares as much for her as you do. And hopefully That's that true. will show in what mm-hmm. happens. And, and, and I, you know, and I, I want you to stay hopeful and I want to believe that that's, what's going to happen, that Dave wouldn't let us down like that, you know? So I believe he's going to mm-hmm. take good care of you. If he doesn't, well, you know, then it's the Apache in, inch by inch torture. I say. I am excited and hopefully get some more planets in there. That would be I know nice. Bill, Bill Burr's coming back too. He's funny. I, I like loved him. him. I loved him in The Mandalorian. That Gungan impression was just the best. The oh god, best. that was it was perfect. It was perfect. I loved that episode. I thought was so great because it really gave you that feeling of how terrifying a Mandalorian would be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, coming after you, and and certainly, you know, you know the part where he does come and get, you know, Bill Burr. It's just like, oh my god, you know. But uh, yeah, I just, I just felt like every single episode had something about it that worked really well for anything that was maybe not, you know, a hundred percent for you. You know, you you could find something else in the episode that made up for it. Um, <clears throat> but again, I really liked it, so maybe I'm just like a huge apologist and don't know it. <laughs> Nah, I think it's it's good. I think it's I'm really excited. good. Absolutely. I I loved each episode of The Mandalorian as well. I felt like it was just enough information in a half hour and yet it's still, you know, it's this episodic uh sort of 
series of snapshots in this character's life. Like you said, in a familiar place, also in a familiar time. You know, it's right after episode six. So it's just sort of able to like tie in the world of, all right, if you're a new fan, here's some stuff from, you know, the sequel trilogy that might be getting set up here. But also we're going to continue to maintain all of this knowledge that we have from the first six films. And I feel like it marries those worlds really well together. Um, and like, yeah, the cinematography is excellent. That was like my one gripe with episode eight was that I wasn't the biggest fan of the cinematography. Like they were trying something different. Um, and I was like, okay, sure. But like when Ray was trying to feel the force, it looked like a peppermint patty commercial. You know, like the, the York peppermint patties. <laughs> Wow! and like they they visually illustrated everything instead of letting that silence and that space stay there in her mind and leave you to imagine it they're just kind of visually handing it to you like here leaves here water and i'm like all right i guess it's not for me (laughs) um (laughs) um but yeah, no, and it's just there's a lot of lush music. There's a lot of weird overlapping with like Bill Conte's Rocky soundtrack and like the lush orchestral romantic landscapes that, that John Williams or soundscapes that John Williams builds. So I enjoy mm-hmm. that too. We got this like roughness, this ruggedness. It's not exactly a Boba Fett series, but you know Bounty Hunters. And then, I mean, they won us over with that, that fucking baby. Yeah. Ah, baby Yoda is my child. It's everyone's child. Baby Yoda 2020. I don't give a fuck anymore about these other candidates. (laughs) I'm in it. I'm in it. He can't be any less qualified than what we've got. I think, though, um, the thing about the child is that... You know, you the first time you saw him, you were like, holy shit, it's a Yoda, you know, of whatever mm-hmm. the heck, you know. But to me, what was really interesting was each episode, you know, he kept getting cuter. Like there was a time where you thought like he was going to waddle <laughs> on the screen and you weren't going to melt into a puddle on the floor. And nope, there you were just, oh my God, look at his mm-hmm. little coat. <laughs> you know, oh, yes. you know it's just like dude he just like reached out and grabbed the entire fandom by the heart and like you know when mm-hmm. and then when the when the troopers are hitting him when he's when he's in the bag like i'm sitting here like oh, 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 oh yeah and i'm like this is ridiculous it's a puppet but didn't matter so cute mm-hmm. the whole fandom i think was coming for the motherfuckers like I could feel the energy. It was insane. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I you know the, that I'm a big fan the of that concept that art at the end of each episode. Yes. Oh that yeah. Was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, I I I watched that Gamma Ray uh, Mandalorian reaction where it has a bunch of different Star Wars fans reacting to the Mandalorian episodes, and in the mm-hmm. episode where they did that, where the scout troopers were hitting Baby Yoda everybody's just like, I want this scout trooper to die the most horrible death. I mean, 
people just went completely off the rails like immediately they're like no what the fuck are you it was so fun to watch because it's like there's like 10 different people so you just keep seeing people just like (laughs) their minds and i've seen it like four or five times and i still laugh hysterically every time because that was me watching it the first time you know i'm sitting here at five o'clock in the morning my neighbors are probably thinking what the hell because i'm in here like (laughs) (laughs) and you know we all got that sweet vicarious revenge when ig11 killed that that trooper Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, die, motherfucker. (laughs) It's what you get. What did you say, nigga? Oh, yeah. Look at you. You was popping all that good shit a second ago. Then you got kissed in your chest. You eat a dick, nigga. You eat a dick. You don't punch the baby. And then the the sounds that this baby makes. Like, at first I was like, is it going to talk? What's it going to sound like? But it just, it continues to make these cute sounds. And then when Carl Weathers' character is like, do the hand thing. And he's just like, eh. I, I, my, my organs exploded. I mean, it's a puppet that doesn't talk. And yet it captured right. all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. and it's a well, puppet and i love that i love that they were like they kept they're like keep the puppet it's like stay in the spirit of george lucas with puppet yoda you know well and and also you know and Werner had such a you know dramatic reaction to the puppet and it's just like if you were to read that having not seen baby yoda you'd be like well he's just a crazy old man but now that we've all seen it we're like no no i'm <laughs> totally with him and by the way, right, I they love said you, he Mark. wept. I love you so much. Everyone's doing great in it. Adam Pascal is excellent. I mean, from what we see, wait, did I say Adam Pascal? Oh my gosh, my musical theater brain is kicking over here. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. My apologies, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I was watching a musical today on the internet. Forgive me. <laughs> what musical? Which one? I was watching. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I was watching Hamilton. Oh, that's not, not embarrassing. embarrassing. That is not I embarrassing. Every single lyric. It's not, oh yeah. God. No, as embarrassing as when I'm I'm sitting here by myself watching Fiddler on the Roof for the eight billionth time and still oh going, God. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, that's, my, that's a comfort <laughs> film. That's a comfort film. Oh, on God. the one if hand. He starts going on if I was a rich man. I'm just like, I'm in yes. it, my brother. <laughs> I am in man. it until I die. <laughs> oh my god Uh, it it makes you want to get up and like stomp around your living room and do the dance with him and just shake it out 100 percent. the special episodes we need to have are an anime special a musical special and then like a shipping special i think there we go we have these three just to talk about those things just that works for me And oh. just to just to tie the two together, <laughs> despite what anyone has to say about the holiday special, I will always be here for B. Arthur's musical number in it. <laughs> okay, but yeah. everybody should always be there for anything B. Arthur does, period, end of discussion, because B. Arthur was <laughs> B. Arthur. True. Rest in peace. Okay, I am Dorothy. Trust me. B. Arthur was the thing. <laughs> I was surprised they put her in it, but at the same time, I wasn't because she was huge at the time. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching that and being like, oh, it's Dorothy. 
they got her in Star Wars. <laughs> I know. I love that though. I love that. It's it, yeah. I mean, this the holiday special is what the holiday special is, but there are some those are there are some moments there. Somewhat Sorry, tangential, but like track. did anybody Mandalorian. <laughs> No. Oh, true. I was about to make it even worse and talk more about the holiday special. No, you're right. <laughs> go ahead. No, go, 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 go. Gosh, I was gonna say, does anybody else like? Did anyone else, when watching it, just get like holiday vibes? Like it's the middle of the day on a holiday, and you're just kind of sitting there. You don't really know what you're doing yet. Somebody's still finishing up cooking the food, and their you know their hair's falling down while they're trying to whip and stir food. And then you know some grandpa is watching some weird video with some woman being objectified maybe you're gonna watch some weird program that looks like characters from the big comfy couch someone's drinking at a bar someone is missing in the family like it all someone got into a fight that you know it all made so much sense to me yeah it, it yeah i can hear that like one of our christmases as well yep we watch it every year Oh, I love that. Every Christmas we do that. We sing this in the stars, all that stuff, all that corny shit. Happy life day. <laughs> Happy life day. Well, because I, I don't believe in like any type of religion. Like I just, I feel like it's all just horse shit. People are trying to sell you. Um, so Christmas equals Star Wars here. That works. That's it. I think that works. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um. I'm I'm supposed to be getting my baby Yoda ornament. It's the the ornament of the year, the the keepsake of the year. Hallmark, where are you at? I gotta get they mine out block because me again. I don't do a whole lot of decorations because of the cats, but I have a Death Star motion detector Death Star ornament that actually hangs on the Christmas mm-hmm. lights. So when you walk by, it makes the sound like it's shooting you. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm that planning to videotape awesome. the cats experiencing it for the first time. Please That'll do. Be fun. Please do. I'm, are there lasers involved? Because I know cats like to chase lasers. No, there's no lasers. I don't think I need to encourage my cats to chase any more than they already do. <laughs> it's like a Touché. TIE fighter war in here all the time. That's funny. They finally got the Ahsoka Clone Wars Series 7 um, itty bitty from hallmark and i had to i sent them a strongly worded email because i couldn't believe that they were sold out already so now they're back in stock and i have one for ahsoka and one to just keep just in case uh but i just i picture the guy who got that email like (laughs) really you know he was too he's probably like what the hell you know, look at this loser. <laughs> come on in here. Everybody, come in come here. on this email. This lady doesn't want her mind. <laughs> this woman is bitching about a beanie baby. <laughs> hey, listen. Plot twist. He bought them all. <laughs> right? through, and he's uh, reading the... it like, oh, go on. I live through people killing oh, each other God. over, you know, Teddy Ruxpins and Cabbage Patch dolls. So trust and believe. <laughs> That's it was beautiful. funny. It was you really are funny. not the but worst yeah, he's seen. Like, you just send an email to the to Hallmark about that shit. I'm like, yeah, because they blocked me on Twitter. They really? Yeah, that was some time ago. Though that's old shit. Man, <laughs> I'm trying to get over it, Hallmark. Okay, <laughs> look, 
I didn't think Hallmark was Should that be the petty. best block I could ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Hallmark, get over that shit. Petition you the Hallmark, unblock. <laughs> you're gonna have to send them their own precious moments card. <laughs> right. I'm gonna tell my mom she's not gonna watch her Christmas movies anymore. Hallmark. <laughs> They don't give a fuck. Nah, I know. They, they will be fine. They will be fine without our money. Yep. Well, they know they got me, too. They know I'm going to buy the motherfucking ornaments either way it goes. So <laughs> they ain't yep. worried about me at all. True. Okay. Anyways, yeah, so back to the Mandalorian now that we took it all off track and shit now. <laughs> I did want to ask the group a question about the Mandalorian, though, if I could. Maria, I'm sorry. I'm just like running Later it over. You go, 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 go. It's your show too. Uh, okay, thank you. Um, I have a question for everyone. What happened in the Mandalorian? What did you see in the Mandalorian? What did you learn in the Mandalorian that was like the most important thing or the biggest thing that you learned from the Mandalorian? Like, where did it surprise you the most? Dark saber. That's my answer. Good answer. Honestly, it was such a dark horse of a show like the fact that i felt like a trojan horse of a show because i wasn't going into it expecting that i'd like it i really did could care less about it i only watched it because my dad was like you should watch the first episode and he's being really vague he was like and i trust his judgment and then like at the end of the episode when you saw the baby i was like oh my goodness i am obsessed with this and as it went on it was just so mythical like I am I think I I mentioned this I'm an English major and I focus on a lot with literary analysis through like um the stuff that George Lucas sort of built Star Wars on like uh Joseph Campbell um and uh those things so I love analyzing things from that perspective and the Mandalorian has all of that stuff just jam-packed in it um and it's just the symbolism and things like that and I know lots some people don't like looking at it from that perspective because they're like you're thinking too hard about it but that's the stuff that Star Wars started off from so I liked how it feels like Star Wars because it's going off of the things that Star Wars was inspired by and so I was really surprised by that because I was expecting like uh, some gunslinger show um, that I wasn't going to like, you know, because I was thinking about like, you know, the typical Bobo Fett fan or whatever. Those guys, are good as, I was expecting a show that would cater to them specifically. So I was like, I don't care about this. So I was really surprised by how mythical it was in the nature of like the hero's journey. Um, so I really liked that. For me, I feel like there's a lot of different things that like really stand out um, and for just different reasons. One thing for me, I think The Mandalorian has kind of made me want to see like in the future, like new characters with like, I don't know how to put it, but like, you know, um, sort of like um, kind of like a happy family kind of connection because there's just a whole lot of orphans in star wars that it feels like um we rarely get to see happy family kind of structures or um something like that it's hard for me to like fully articulate but um it's just like i don't know it feels like star wars kind of drives the same like tragic backstory in repetitively and so that kind of stood out to me um 
because that's like Mando and you can say Jin, Mando, Ray, um, these different characters. Again, it's a tragic, you know, backstory and it doesn't have to be tragedy all of the time is what I personally feel. Um, another thing that stood out to me too is just like the world building in a way that connects existing fans with new fans because the show I feel is done in a way where if you're already familiar with Star Wars you're still gonna you're gonna appreciate the show odds are um but you don't have to have like you don't have to have seen every single movie and every episode of every Star Wars show in order to appreciate the Mandalorian you don't have to so it kind of serves as this like bridge between um you know different groups of people and i like that and i feel that it does that in an effective way um i feel that the soundtrack or like the i guess you could say like the musical scores really you know um further immerse people within this world and you know they set the tone and the atmosphere and that is done really well. I I mean, just even speaking of like the opening um, theme song, like that, it's it's just amazing how like it's just I I just can't even like really describe how you know um, striking that song is. Like it's something that everyone can think of. Like it's something that automatically comes to my mind when I think of the Mandalorian and. Um, yeah, and I also the last thing I'll say is that it shows it's a reminder and it's not like it doesn't prove because it's already been proven, but it reminds us that the protagonist in a Star Wars film or show doesn't have to like the central main character doesn't have to um, be force sensitive or wield a lightsaber in order to be fascinating. A lightsaber doesn't necessarily make a character automatically, you know, just from that standpoint alone, fascinating. It's the character structure, like um, their personality and habits and things like that. And, you know, that's what this show and then, you know, Star Wars movies like Rogue One really drive home that you don't have to, it doesn't have to be just about Jedi and Sith. There's more to the Star Wars universe beyond that. That's so amazingly put. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I also really enjoy that aspect of it where it's not just about the Jedi or the Sith or people wielding lightsabers or using the Force. Um, and there's sort of, that while there are characters that we come to know and love, and gain you know a more familiar experience with as the series goes on i enjoy also that there are a lot of sort of singular episode cameos of characters um especially like the episode with all of the other bounty hunters um with bill burr and everyone like we it reminds me a bit of comics the star wars comics in that way where we're encountering different situations and different people are going to come into it through different um avenues in the star wars universe different occupations different planets or areas and like i think for me like i learned a lot of things from the mandalorian but one of the things that i probably learned the most was just about the restrictions of the mandalorian life or 
what it means to be a Mandalorian and that it's definitely more of a way of life than simply being born on a, a planet. There's a lot more honor to the life of the Mandalorian that we're following than one might expect of a show about a bounty hunter. And the fact that, like you were also saying, that there is this warm family connection um, between two unlikely characters that you might expect, this bounty hunter and, you know, this 50-year-old alien baby. Um <laughs> uh, it's it's beautiful and two two themes that I keep coming back to finding in anything I, I consume related to Star Wars are betrayal and hope. And I feel like we consistently see that in The Mandalorian as well. Different forms of betrayal and different sort of symbols or beacons of hope um, within the show that the characters might come to experience or that we might experience watching the show. I could go on about it. I need to stop. <laughs> Like V said, no, it's I good. We want to hear people more. I learned a lot about the Mandalorian culture too, because like when I came into this, I was thinking this would be like a Boba Fett knockoff, and I didn't want to see that. But I was going to watch it anyway because I watch anything Star Wars. So I don't care how bad it is. So I my expectations were pretty low, but I was happy to be blown away and to learn more about what they stand for. It's like we said, it's not just being born on a planet, which is what I thought it was, which is what we've seen so far. It's this, this this whole culture that extends beyond Mandalore. And it made me really curious to find out how did it become this way? Like, how did we get from what we saw in, like, Rebels, how Mandalore was then, or the end of Clone Wars, how Mandalore was then? How did we get from, like, that point to where we are now? where it's just a way of life instead of like uh, a planet and a people on a planet. Like how did we get to the point where the Jedi are some ancient sorcerers instead of people who were on your planet like a couple of years ago fighting for your freedom? So like I wanted to know like all this stuff. I still want to know. Like I'm hoping to get these answers. Awesome. I went into The Mandalorian excited because... I was a big fan of Boba Fett. And while I understood that this was not about Boba Fett, I thought it was going to tell me a little bit more about how they become a Mandalorian. I mean, you know, the whole idea of finding out about the people and so on and so forth. And, you know, of course, being, you know, informed that it's a creed and going through that whole process of learning all those things, you know, kind of in depth more, I guess, for me personally. Um, but the thing I think that, that, that got me about this show the most, I think more than anything was exactly what, what you pointed out was the idea of different bounty hunters and getting to see what their lives are like, because we as a society tend to think of certain jobs and we just think, well, that's how those people are that do that kind of job. They're this, they're that, they're the other thing. And we don't realize that to them, it's a job just the same as our job is a job. And it may be really an odd job, as it were, to us, you know, or something that we would never consider doing or never did consider doing. And yet someone else does it. And, you know, we just kind of tend to make judgments, not in a bad way necessarily, but just, you know, as humans do. And I think it was really interesting to get this kind of inside look as opposed to, oh, my goodness, here comes the bounty hunter to get me. 
you're with the bounty hunter trying to figure out, you know, how is he making his money? For what is he making his money? It's like, oh, he's not a bad guy going to gamble it away. He's going to take care of little baby Yoda. You know, but it's that it's that getting to see that other side that I think is really interesting. And, you know, secondly, the music is freaking amazing. And I love Carl Weathers. Good Mando talk, girls. Indeed. I'm, I'm excited for season two, and we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, Re brought up an interesting concept. Um, I guess we could cover real quick if you guys want to. What if Darth Vader was black? Yes. What do we think? Thoughts and ideas. Well, I think now, if he's black, like, Luke's adopted. Yeah. But other than that, I'm in it. You know, I was going to say Luke's black, and that would make me very happy. That would be okay, too. <laughs> yeah. And Leia. Luke and Leia, both black. Yeah. Okay, so there's some characters that I just look at, and I'm just like, you're black. Like, nothing, <laughs> like, like, it's like, you're black, you know, in my head. Like... <laughs> And I don't know if that's like I was talking to someone else about that. Like I do that a lot with like anime characters too. I'm like, this is a black character. I don't care. Um, I like just like I don't know why something about their vibe. I'm just like, this is a black person. I don't know why. But um, just like because first when you first meet like Anakin, you know, meet him as Darth Vader, and you know the voice that comes out of him, you know, comes from a black man, as we know, and. It, you know, so just that alone has always made me think about him being like, what if like he took off that mask and it was a black man underneath it? Because you know, black children come out every color, so it wouldn't be too far fetched that Luke looked the way that he did or Leia looked the way that they did. So it wouldn't be too far fetched, really. And at that point, we don't know what we didn't know what Padme looked like. Um, yep. And then, oh, true. huh? I just said, oh, true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You got a lot of verbal agreement there. Yes. And then, like, his backstory of him being, like, a slave, and then, like, bring himself from that. I always thought, like, how powerful would that story have been if it was, like, a black man portraying that role? I don't know. It was just something that I always thought about, like, constantly, like, Mm -hmm. um, thinking about that and how we would look at that story differently um, if, like, that story of him being a slave was, like, a direct analogy because it's a black man portraying that and you could ignore the connections to the real life at that point. I know for me, I never, I never looked at it that way, but I wouldn't say that I looked at it and thought, Oh, Darth Vader is white. Like it honest to God didn't occur to me until they did take the mask off. I mean, I know I'm so (laughs) lame, but that's honestly what I thought as a kid. Um, I didn't, I didn't identify Darth Vader one way or the other. I think those are completely valid points though, but we talked about this and and I believe it was the first episode where we talked about it. You know, people of all kinds are going to, you know, we're going to see characters and sometimes we're going to assign that, you know, a race to them or maybe a sexuality or maybe a gender that isn't necessarily said out loud. You know what I mean? And I think it's, I think it's good that people do that. And I think it's good that we talk about it because I think sometimes people will hear someone say that and go, oh, okay, thank goodness. I'm not the only person who thought that, or I'm not the only person who felt that way. But I think it's also good to, you know, to say 
but not everybody does. So it, this is, that's why this is good. It's informative for everybody, you know, to hear the different points of view. But like I said, I think those are all completely valid points. <laughs> I'm kind of right up there with Re. Like sometimes I will look into a character, like whether it's Grandma Tarkin's wife and I, I read her in a book. Mm-hmm. I, I will imagine like, what does this person look like? Is this person black? Yep. You know, I know I did that with Ahsoka as well. So there are certain characters that I'll say, you know what? That's a black woman. I don't care what anyone says. Yep. I know me when I hear me. Right. <laughs> That's a black lady. And it also helps to challenge other people's views, which mm-hmm. I think is important, especially given that there's so little representation of black women specifically in Star Wars. Uh, if we get an opening to try to, you know, jump at it and take it. Mm-hmm. If yep. nothing else, it challenges mm-hmm. those people to look at those characters in a different way. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there there are a lot of analyses of like the phenomenon where people, um, you know, across the African diaspora look at fictional characters, especially non-human characters. Um, and there's this, you know, strange consensus among a lot of people when people in fandom come together and we're like, this character's black. Like, I remember working at Atomic City and we used to have that conversation about Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. Um, and yeah, Piccolo's there, black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, right. I don't know why. Right. That's, that's true. Those are facts. That's a black man. You don't need to know why, Ree. You just know. That's it. We, exactly. And that was kind of what the conversation was about. And it's interesting that when we can find certain traits and assign certain things or ways that someone might respond to something given the cultural context of Black oppression or different aspects of um, types of Black experience or different nuances, it's really, yeah, it's it's really something interesting and, and sometimes special and sometimes sad when you look at how sometimes I think it is also the result of having such little representation. It's like, hey, let's take what we got, you know, here. Um, I there there are so many analyses that could that could you know discuss it better. I'm not really putting it into great words right now, but I think with Darth Vader, yeah, I remember being a little kid and being like, this is James Earl Jones, and when they took the mask off, I was like, wait, this looks like a Teletubby, like a dehydrated white Teletubby. Not a Teletubby. <laughs> like, I guess he'd be really pale. It's been decades. It's been decades since he saw the sun of any kind. Or cold uh, water, apparently. Right. And I mean, let's talk about Ash. Literally on Mustafar, burning. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> you know, um... So, I mean, yeah, I was surprised. And then I was like, well, I guess. And it's a great point also that, like, you can look like anything and have black heritage. And so it wouldn't be, we didn't know what Padme looked like at that time. So it would make sense to be like, all right, well, maybe, sure, why not? Luke could have a black dad. Leia could have a black dad. Um, there, there are a few Star Wars characters. I remember, Raven, you were mentioning also Darth Maul. I thought until very recently that the actor who played Darth Maul was black. I didn't know. That's crazy. Darth Maul was black. That's a conversation for a different time. 
<laughs> yes. Okay. Right? Well, yes. We'll have that in the yep. time. Yeah, we will have that conversation coming soon. Yeah, that's a coming that's a larger to a, conversation. True. To a headphones near you. But yep. Yep. Um but yeah, that would have been a really interesting choice. And like you were saying that like to have Anakin start out as a slave and his mother, Shmi was a slave. What would that also what could that also have meant for her casting? Um what could that also have meant in terms of like villainizing Darth Vader as like one of the baddest biggest people in the galaxy and it makes me wonder like what what was the reason they didn't use David Prowse's voice if they were gonna have him be under the mask the whole time well if you've I don't know what what does anyone else think about I don't have I yeah it's not great it's not great it's not it's not and George Lucas hates a liar how yeah. dare you lie to George? Danny said no, and that was a lie. Wait, what, what did he tell George? I missed this. Oh, I, I was going to talk about the voice. I don't know as much about the fencing issue. Oh, okay. Okay, so once upon a time, uh, <laughs> they were shooting Star Wars in England, and this dude named David Prowse that they had casted uh, to be Darth Vader lied to George and said, he said, you, you've you held a, uh, like a sword before. You're familiar with sword fighting, like stage play. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. He said whatever he had to say to get the gig. He didn't know what he was doing come shooting day. And so they ended up breaking a lot of lightsabers and going through things, uh, costing the production company more money because oh. this individual was not uh, represented correctly. So, um, yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah, so there's that. I, I don't like people who lie to George. Don't lie to George. No, no, we don't lie to George. Well, and and, and also, again, you know, when you're mm-hmm. building a character that you're not going to have say much of anything, and in reality, not do much of anything other than be menacing, Um, you know, he certainly has to look the part, and thank you, David, you did that like a champ, but you need to sound the part, too. And if you're, you know, back in the olden days, if you were looking for a good voice, you had two choices, Orson Welles. <laughs> or James Earl Jones. And I think we picked the right one. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, you know, I certainly don't, you know, wouldn't have any issue with it if he, if he had been black and how that would have changed the story. But as a devil's advocate, I would say, you know, earlier this year, everybody wanted to cancel one of my favorite movies of all time because of the treatment that Hattie McDaniel received because she played the part of a slave and we we're just tired of playing slaves all the time. I kind of like the idea of the white guy being the one that starts out in chains for once. Um, I didn't mind that it wasn't us this time. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think that that's a bad thing if just for once it's not the black person that's the slave. But then again, we were the in chains again in return of the jedi so i guess it doesn't really matter that much but that would be my devil's advocate argument like wasn't it about time it was somebody else who got to be a slave i mean (laughs) is that bad sorry mom that is true but 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 again i'm not at all like i'm not at all like arguing the point i'm just simply saying like that's the fun of it is that you get to get these different points of view and you look at something in a way that you didn't look at it before and that's what i think is fun that's a good point I don't know. Mel, Amanda, what do you think? I mean, for me, like, I 
there isn't really anything that I feel like I could say that hasn't already been said about it because, you know, I think it's interesting to imagine what, you know, um, and I... I don't know, because visually, there's just a lot I really can say. There's just my mind's going in so many different directions. But, you know, I don't know if that would change the story necessarily. I It would have been great. I think I'd love for, you know, Darth Vader to be black. But I like that idea a lot. Um, for me, I remember, like, when I saw, you know, Luke remove the um master helmet you know he looked like humpty dumpty to me and like that <laughs> totally <laughs> that is the best description yeah. of like he did yes. yeah so i mean you know and i still that that like that site is just gonna forever be in my mind and i'm always going to think of humpty dumpty when i see that site it's just you know I don't know. I'm glad we got James Earl Jones as the voice. And um, yeah, I mean, there just isn't really much for me to say that hasn't already been said. I don't know. The Humpty Dumpty kind of wins it, though. I mean, there's so few of us in these movies. I get the urge to want to see one of us in one of the main characters. So I, I, I feel that. And Darth Vader as a black man, I mean, I could see it. Especially with James Aldrin Jones as the voice. Like, I can I can definitely see it. But I like, for me, I like it more because it makes Luke and Leia black. Because I don't really care about Vader. But Luke and Leia, if they were black, that would just mean everything to me. Okay, that would so, so much. I agree. But let's let's have let's have a fun moment here, guys. If we're we're not people listening we're not but girls we're recasting darth vader who are we picking Ooh! oh my god <laughs> i don't even know Ooh. i mean why couldn't it just be james Earl jones yeah i agree well yeah. we can't play young anakin yeah he, yeah we need, I, I mean like, we need as vader like when you open the mask i don't know that even even at the best at the movie. best of times james <laughs> earl jones had the physique for this particular gig sorry sorry space dad sorry ignore yep. us <laughs> it's with it's with the greatest love and tenderness i say this my darling but i saw you in conan and even then it wasn't you know not quite darth vader i can't even think right now like who would be a good fit because i'm thinking too and that's why i ask because i figure if i have to struggle you guys should struggle with me because you know we sisters i would say this this actor is six one this actor is a hell of an actor um he's very accredited and i think that he would have a lot more maskless scenes um denzel washington i think he would look really good as vader that could work and depending on when they would have shot the oh sorry i was gonna say and depending on when they would have shot the prequels if they had shot them like a couple years earlier maybe not even maybe he could have done a good anakin young anakin i would i would i'm thinking back to like with denzel mm -hmm. is a face actor you know you have to see his face. I don't think Denzel can sound scary without you actually seeing the intensity in his eyes. And I wonder if 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 his intensity would translate through that obnoxious mask that I love to death, but it's obnoxious as far as hiding your face, <laughs> which I think is part of the point. That's a good point. But I do agree that he would make a really, I mean, he would have made an interesting Anakin. Like, because, you know, boy's got a, just a smidge of depth to him, you know, just a, a little bit. Little, little. Saying this more because of the, the voice and the humor of the situation, but now I'm suddenly imagining John Lithgow as Darth Vader. <laughs> 
That's not that's, ah that's, that famous HBCU graduate. John yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, is he actually? Wait, he really is? No, I was gonna say. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm done. That's the episode. <laughs> Call it. Call I was going to say, wait, he went to an HBCU? How did this happen? I mean, <laughs> oh, man. That was. Oh, we <laughs> walked right into that one. You walked right into that one. I did. I'm sorry. Maria was standing uh, my reference- with her arms open, smiling, and you walked in and she put that whipped cream pie right in your face. Just boom. <laughs> <laughs> yes my reference of john lithgow is when i was six years old and shrek came out and he was lord farquaad he was dope in that though mm-hmm. which is what made me think oh he could do a good villain vocally but <laughs> but anyway but no i don't i don't actually want to see him as darth Vader. i think the appeal for me for black anakin is seeing young black anakin and just like him in his teenage years, because I feel like black men aren't really allowed to show emotions like that, as like raw as that. Hello. Really on the big screen, like Anakin is always crying in the movies and like black men really aren't really permitted in real life or like on screen in the main, in the main um, venue. I'm trying to find the word, <laughs> whatever. Um, to really show that like emotion and things like that of mainstream cinema. Yeah, mainstream cinema. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's like the appeal for me, seeing him go through that, seeing a black man being a leader, and as someone who is noted and remembered as being a good fa- friend and an excellent fighter. Um, and those are the ways he's remembered. Um, and that it's understandable that it was society that failed him and not mm. some inner failing that he had. And I just, I think that would have been really awesome to see a black man portraying that journey. But who, who, who? That's the question. I, I'm sorry. I can't give you the answer. I can only You're think, the, you're the casting you director, Ree. Come on now. Listen, that would not be my job. I'll be in the writer's room chugging out like scripts and creative ideas. That is not my department because I do well, not somebody, remember names. Somebody has to cast. And you know I, I can't do it without my hormones. So, ooh, ooh. I, have, this, I have someone. It's a little left field, but um, Chuyatal Ejiofor. Mm, okay. That boy, that boy's got like a sinister voice. He, but he also, you know, he like he like lives and breathes a little Obi Wan to me too. Though he seems like a good guy Jedi to me. But he does villains so well. But he does villains he does really villains well. So I agree. Well. I agree. True. That's a that's that would be and really interesting. I think he'd well. he'd bang it out. He'd be kind of cool. That would be a good choice. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's young got, enough that he's he got done the prequels. Yeah, he's got he's got gravitas that that goes across. You know what I mean? His face is good, but you don't <laughs> need his face. He can he can make you feel it from you know. I love my really dip you know in depth and pr- proper art terminology about the way people act because I know obviously nothing about it that's my word so just go with it i don't have a, a suggestion either i was asking you guys because i don't know i'm just imagining what clone wars anakin look would look like mm-hmm. let me fan myself real quick <laughs> i was saying i was cold before but now yeah, i was gonna say you got all warmed up now whoop, whoop.
<laughs> okay, sorry, Maria, you were trying to cut us off because the timer has run. So tell me to sit down and no, be quiet. No, you're fine. I, um, I was no, you're good. Um, <laughs> I was gonna do reviews, but we're kind of over on time, so I guess we'll just go to support assistant. Thank you for the positive reviews. We'll read them next week. <laughs> Anybody got a support assistant? Support assistant is the segment where we try to uplift Black women and Black brands that maybe are not getting the spotlight that they need, or there's a sister in need that needs support we will put that in the show at this point in time and would ask you to support them if you can um buy a product or share or comment or subscribe or donate to a cause uh since we're never going to do a patreon on this show or monetize this show in any way if you enjoy what we have to say if you enjoy what we're doing uh please think about purchasing an item or donating if you have the means to do so it's woman's day so look at your sister on the left and the right even look at her brother and say can you help a sister out that's what i want to preach on say can you help our sister no one i do um but i was trying to give people time okay so it's avanyasblends.com she is making her own all natural seasonings um and orders are being shipped within five days of purchase or less um so you can purchase your seasonings at avanyasblends.com and she's got everything she's got lemon pepper she's got um some low sodium options and yeah it's pretty cool um and it's a black owned business so if you're this is the season for cooking anyway right we about to hop into thanksgiving and you know folks are gonna be making that meal you're gonna be stuffing that bird uh do it with some seasonings that are good for you and good for your soul yeah Yes. yes i have one let's go um it's a local business so shout out to people in philly if anyone's listening one place in east falls is a thunder mug cafe it's owned and partially run by a black woman and they have really great food really great things to drink and it's not one of those cafes where you can't afford anything <laughs> atmosphere is cool definitely check out thunder mug cafe sounds like my kind do of they place. have a website is it they do okay they do have a website and it's just thundermugcafe.com they're 4233 ridge ave in philly and um dang i just thought of an anakin anyway <laughs> Well, you well, gotta spell it now. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure if it's too late. Okay, so this might be a surprise, or this may come out of nowhere, but hear me out. Imagine from, the t- if, if it was the time period that they were shooting the prequels, imagine Will Smith as young Anakin. Because, like, he can act. People always assume that he's doing comedic roles, but when he wants to be serious and intense and, and start, like, crying, he could do it really well. I feel like he shows vulnerability well on camera. He is a very fine actor and does not get enough credit for it. Like, there are a lot of serious roles where Will Smith makes me tear up, and I'm like, I don't know. So I feel like that would be... And I feel like he's he's athletic. He could do the, the lightsaber fights. He he. I don't know how I feel about him as Darth Vader. That remains to be seen. <laughs> I think he would be. I need some thoughts on that one. More Anakin than he would be. You know, choking Padme to death. <laughs> I'm sorry, that isn't funny. I don't know why it made me laugh, but it. Did. It's kind of hard to imagine Will Smith like, "Don't you turn against me." <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking i'm like i just can't see him doing it padme he's suspecting that padme's in an entanglement with obi-wan oh my no, god <laughs> let me stop let me stop three, oh three words three words let me stop 
and here we are. We're right back here. <laughs> and there it goes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Me. We're supporting this then now. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It happens. I know this has been done to death at this point, but I couldn't resist. <laughs> nah, it's cool. I get it. So where are we at? Damn, I'm all out of the order now. Does anybody have a tell them sis before we're done? The whole debate thing is just I oh, God. I'm not surprised. I'm just not surprised. Like that ah, was a complete waste of everyone's time. White men <laughs> and audible sigh. Yep, That's pretty it. much. That's all I have to say is let the bitch finish. Let that woman speak. It was really painful and relatable, I'm pretty sure, for any black woman in America to be like, yep, she's speaking. Let her talk. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, when at the same time. Me, hmm? Go ahead. I was like, and whatever that happens to me in, like, in a setting, like a professional setting, and I get interrupted, like, repeatedly, like, I just, like, I stop, let the guy talk for however long he needs to talk, and then go right back to whatever I was saying before, completely ignoring everything he just said, because he was trying to ignore everything that I just said. Mm-hmm. And they, they stop. After the first few times you do it, they realize what you're doing. And then they're like, oh, I am interrupting her. And that's rude. That's just one one solution I found that for me because I don't have to say anything other than what I was really gonna say right and that I think that says a lot about like also being able to carry on in in a discussion where you have like a certain destination uh with what you're trying to say like in the debates if you notice Joe Biden was so quickly derailed and kind of falling into the traps where Donald Trump would like say something and cut him off and then Joe Biden felt the need to dignify all of that with a response and I felt like um Senator Harris kept her composure a lot more she's probably way more used to having to do that and just kind of sticking to the point well and i think too you know partially i agree with you that you know she's just used to having to do it but she's a prosecutor her job oh yeah job is to sit there and requires that (laughs) remind everyone in the room that you know hers is bigger than yours and in the end she's going to win that's what she does for a living I, I don't think that she's rattleable, as it were. Um, but you were talking, mm-hmm. too, about Biden and Trump. What I find interesting is I agree with you with what you said entirely, but I remember sitting here and watching Twitter, and a lot of people were saying that, you know, they were being led by, you know, he's not looking at him often enough. He's not paying enough attention to him. And it's just like here we're seeing him falling into all these verbal traps and other people are saying he's not looking at him because he's afraid of him. And I'm just like, this is this is how it is that, you know, this, the, the, the disparate ways that we see the same thing at the same time, because I saw what you saw. But just throwing out there that I saw, you know, people saying these other things, it was just like, where are you seeing that? But, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody looks at it differently. Sorry, Maria, I'm doing it again. Shutting up. No, you're fine. To there was a lot of different conversations in the Trump Biden debate. Like there's the one he's having with Trump. There's the moderator, and then he's oh, also so trying to talk to us. Like and and all the moderators are shit. Like go the home. The moderators are screen you. doors in submarines. Okay. Okay. They're also like doormats too because they're letting honestly they get walked over and they're just not like using any effective method like I cannot get it out of my head you know Susan saying thank you Mr. Vice President thank you Mr. Vice President and it was just so mm-hmm. annoying like 
that's not going to do anything. Like, it's just, there needs to be a better, you know, way. Or we just mm-hmm. should not have the debates, you know, for the rest of the month. Because, you know, at this point, I feel like people, their mind should be made up. Mm. And, you know, mm. I just don't think it's necessary to have more debates at this point. I really don't. I think it's a complete waste people of time. Are I agree. COVID. Yeah. If nothing else, like, yeah, I think at this point, it seems kind of futile. And maybe I'm wrong, but if nothing else, like, at least, like, try and do it over Zoom. That way you can at least mute the person who's not supposed to speak. Like, did anyone else have a feeling of, like, why, like, if, I don't know, I was like, if I was up there and trying to moderate, I would have started clapping at them or something. I would have been like, hang on a minute. Or like, right. I, I don't I know how. I my ass up and walked out. Right. I'd have I would have like, had like if an you air two horn. Can't behave like adults. I'm done. Goodbye. Uh, that's what I'd have done. That's what mm-hmm. they need. They need a black woman. Something. They need a black woman Hello. to moderate. Had that thought many times. Mm-hmm. Somebody call Felicia Rashad. I think she can Where handle it. Get get me get me Mama Cosby. Bring her ass in get here. Regina King. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes. Call I would say get Angela King. Bassett, but I don't want to see either one of those men piss themselves. So let's not go that far. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I sat there thinking the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And for the people who were like, "Why is she smiling?" She has to. Right. As a black woman, you cannot go in there with a resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. You have to Tell smile. you Even yep. while they're de- they're denigrating you, they're they're making fun of you. They're they're talking in a way that's downgrading. You know, it, they're they're degrading you. You cannot um, express anything other than happiness. Do not show any weakness. Somebody who that's it. I I just left a board meeting today, and somebody came at me sideways. Oh, you're are you a real Star Wars fan? Like, what the fuck does that even? What mean? on earth? You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean by that exactly, sir? Like, if I do, you mean I have a child named after a Star Wars character? I have a podcast. I have Star Wars all over my car. I got Star Wars tattoos. And I spend more money on it than you, then yes. What What do you want to know? What the fuck is it that you want from me? Like, I, I'm not here to, to take care of you. Like, that's not, I don't have anything to prove. I'm beyond that in my, per, in my personal life. Good for you, know? you. It's just like, okay. Like, you really want to have this discussion right here on, on a Skype call? Mm-hmm. In, in, you know, and, and like, our director's in here. Our, our account finances guy is in here. Like, Does your job I'm have like, to, is your job related to Star Wars? Sorry to cut you off. No, no ma'am. Uh, not at all. I work for a television communications company but once a week we have these board meetings and everybody's in there everybody that's a leadership member is on the board and and we talk about whatever the new rundown is and i got in there a little bit early and this guy from another region is talking to me and i'm like you know what like clone wars is the shit midichlorians are canon don't talk to me about that shit Mm -hmm. and the last jedi is the bomb Mm -hmm. i'm done i'm done with the conversation period periodic table that's it it's done you know what that reminds Body me bag. of um i like hockey and the hockey draft was this week and one of the players was a big star wars fan so the um yep. like the uh, announcer started asking him questions even though they knew nothing about star wars so he oh starts God. explaining midi chlorines to them and i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't share that with the outsiders <laughs> you like, saw no don't do it <laughs> 
how Anakin doesn't have a father and where he came from. Like, no. Mm. Oh my god. Do it. Don't do it. My question to the the host the host people and to the guy that harassed you in the boardroom is why are you asking? This has nothing to do with work, but you know what? <laughs> nothing at all. I just had the squadrons uh X Wing as my background, like on my on the Zoom call or whatever. Nice. And, and just he could not accept that. He could not accept that there's a black woman here. And and by the way, it's a brother. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? You? Like you coming for me? There always gotta be a fool. Always gotta be one. Buying into you that game. To be my brother. Come on. Not you. They got to you too. Mm-hmm. Shit. But I mean, you know, I feel bad for Kamala. She really, she didn't have many options. I think she did a fantastic job with what she had to work with. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know when we will truly be free to just be ourselves at all times. Like, and people have no idea how hard it is to manage, like, um, balancing being likable and friendly and being black at the same time. Like, it's very exhausting, especially in a professional setting. So my hat goes off to her. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't wait until he started talking over me in a meeting. I'm like, I'm speaking. And you know that's going to become the thing now. Because now... Not that no one's ever said that before, but there's no way that you're going right. to say it without everybody in the room knowing exactly what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's going to become True. this way, you know, every time somebody starts so, you know, yeah, I'm I bought speaking, the shirt. I'm yeah. speaking, the way. You know? And the minute you say it, everybody in the room is going to know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Let's hope. Maybe that'll help teach people a lesson, though. Because you will, in effect, at that point, be calling them out. You know what I mean? And then they have a choice and they know that everybody in the room knows they're making the choice to either let you continue to speak or be a dick. And being Mm -hmm. a dick is a lot harder when you know that everybody in the room thinks you're a dick, right? I thought the best contrast between the two candidates was Was that one was covered in flies and one wasn't. Read the question. Well, well, (laughs) what, what are flies attracted to? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. (laughs) And it ain't the first time I done seen a piece of shit on TV. (laughs) It is what it is. But they they read a question from from an eighth grader. And one person on that stage answered it as if they were talking to a little girl with a rag doll. Mm. And the other person answered the question like she was talking to a future leader. Mm -hmm. Use that person's name look dead into the camera and talk some real shit. Thank them for the question and use the word leader multiple times. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. The candidates just displayed their differences. Like I felt like that was the most poignant question of the night because it tells you what they think about young women, right? There's somebody in the seat that thinks that little girls are to be played down and talked down to Mm because they're less than and they don't deserve the same respect that you would have gave little Johnny Mm -hmm. because it's a little girl. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to dumb it down and I'm, well, you know, grownups in the big world, like, what are you fucking talking about? This person's probably already, right. Eighth grade. Do you know what I was doing in the eighth grade? Yeah, I was just going to say, eighth grade is not that small. It's not. No, not at all. We thought we were like socially woke at that point in time because we were 
drinking cappuccinos and we were like listening to the BBC. Like we thought we were so fucking hip when we were in the eighth grade. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, and, and that tells you everything you need to know about that individual in my book is like, if you don't treat children with respect, what, what hope do you have to treat anybody else with respect? Mm -hmm. An innocent person. Like you could just tell that he was talking down. To someone he really and he gave a lot of non-answers mm -hmm. like oh that's a great question and i really like your shirt where'd you get that shirt you got that shirt at tj maxx how much you pay for that shirt I'm like, <laughs> he's a shitty used car salesman that's what he is he's a shitty used yeah. car salesman with pink eye well you know sticking Another your thing finger up your ass and then sticking it in your eye that happens yeah <laughs> <laughs> another thing that kills me about debates is <laughs> no it's some real stuff and it's just oh the infection mm, uh, i'm sorry <laughs> um but no, another thing that kills me about debates and i mean any candidate often will do this on any any side but especially i think um this particular campaign for the incumbent is like when asked a question like hey specifically you i'm speaking to you how will you handle this plan the answer is like well i'm gonna tell you what this person did and why you shouldn't pick their plan and it's like no no no, wait i want the details about your plan <laughs> you know that kills me he never answers Every the time. question he never right. answers the question he spends all of his time blaming someone else today he's got you know what's his mm. name pompeo releasing emails so that he can beat hillary because she's totally not running for president right like that's still even relevant like who cares and I don't he, know. And still talks, <laughs> they, they don't still know who they're running against no they don't they're talking yeah. about obama they're talking i mean i'm surprised he hasn't mm -hmm. you know thrown george bush underneath the under the bus just because mm -hmm. george bush don't fuck with him well yes i realize george bush is painting puppies I mean, he just, he mm -hmm. wants to blame everybody except himself. Something else that, something else that kills me is like the fact that a lot of times the, the Trump Pence campaign will be like, and you know, Biden and Harris are radical leftists. They want to defund the police. And it's like, I wish if yeah. only. Yeah, if you, you think yeah. Biden is radical, then you probably think that wine <laughs> coolers are, you know, hard liquor. I mean. <laughs> if Biden and Harris are radical leftists, I want to know what the fuck I am. Because I must be out of this world. <laughs> They are right. far from it, sweetie. They are far from radical. Joe theft. Biden but, is the most white milk Charlie Brown motherfucker you're but, ever gonna find. Like, but the reality no is, is that <laughs> the people, the people they're talking to, listen to whatever they say. They know that they can tell them radical leftist wants to defund the police, and they're they're gonna listen to it. That's why. Mm -hmm. But it is kind of sad to think that that's yeah. how that's how you know much in their echo chamber they are that they sure. haven't heard the 18,000 interviews where people have asked him about defunding the police and he has said blatantly no you know what I mean but yet Trump says oh well he wants to defund the police and chant 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 you know lock him up that'll be the next one you know and it's just like and and they can get right. they can get away with being on Twitter and being on this and being on that and social media and blah, blah, blah. And they still never see that interview where he says no, because they're in such an echo chamber and they so only want to hear things yeah. that are agreeing with what they think. And, you know, I'm not going to mm -hmm. go on, but you know, you know, I know that you know that we know that I know. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'd like to piggyback on that for a second too and add that like, 
this is, you know, Mike Pence, this is coming from the dude that is so afraid to be in another room with a, a woman without his wife present. Like, what does that say about how you perceive women as sexual, like, mm-hmm. as sexual objects or potential sexual partners? No woman should be mm-hmm. that much of a threat to your relationship just by virtue of being a woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what kind of conservative Christian stuff is that? And I was raised Catholic. So, like... <laughs> For me to, you know what I mean? Like, that's just... Because we're all I don't Jezebels. Know, old. We are all Jezebels. Mm-hmm. We are the generator of sin. It is us that are the, you know, cause of all evil in the world. They're also, you know, fake Christians, too. I mean, that's just the fact. Because, you know, they're willing to <laughs> support adultery. I mean, let's, let's list all the things that Trump has done. All the things yep. that totally contradict these supposed mm-hmm. values that they have. And they're still mm-hmm. willing to back him and... You know, pray for him, and you know, just all this stuff, and it's just they're fake Christians. Yeah, mm-hmm. people who think Jesus was white, right, right. He was some of the most judgmental. <laughs> that was there a joke, no everybody. That was a joke. I'm, 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 an, I'm an ancient history scholar, everybody. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. And if you're not asking at your local church or parish why that blonde guy is up there. Start asking questions for the love of God. It I mean, makes sense. this makes me think about like the memes of people who put pictures up of Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi and the grandma <laughs> genuinely think it's Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, you've seen you know, the movie? To be fair, though, it is Ewan McGregor. That's lit, though. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm I'd in like it. to talk to you about our. I'd like to talk to you about our Lord and Savior Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Uh, no, I would be down to knock on some doors with that one. I would. I'm I ain't right. Front like I wouldn't. Uh, if there's anything Sir, I need to give up, Star I would Wars. give it up. <laughs> I'd like to spread the good news about midi chlorines. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> and we're going to bring you our magazine, a certain point of view. <laughs> right. Here's this pamphlet. (laughs) And I justify for a minute about how the Force saved my life. Now hold up! Now there are people actually believe, like follow that. Like this is true. Like, like when I was at basic training, my wingman who slept right next to me was this little Italian lady. She was the oldest woman in our flight. Her name was Batani. I will never forget this woman. She saw my little C three PO bag that I carried all my like like my IDs and and coins in. And she was like, I'm a Jedi. And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, no, like I actually like practice going, like I actually believe in all that stuff. And there's like an actual church of the force church. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it now. was, I was like, for real? Like I did, that was the first time I ever like heard about it or anything. And like, we have to like go to like a certain, like, like office to get it on her like dog chain, like her, her dog chain, whatever. Her dog tags, <laughs> not her dog chain. Her dog <laughs> tags. I'm sorry, I'm tired. That's yeah, for later. Please. That's for nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> Maria. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. No, look. We have to go I'm get on her dog tags. Because it wasn't official religion. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, it's not any less mm-hmm. or any more ridiculous than any other religion. It isn't. True, true. So, you know, and I personally think that the, the Force has great teachings, but I think that all religions do. I think they all have wonderful lessons and teachings to give. But 
I mean, honestly, none of them aren't ridiculous. They're all ridiculous. And if you're laughing at one, trust me, you can turn around and laugh the same way at the other one and every other one. If you're looking for something to pick on, you can. But Mm -hmm. I think that if your religion, whatever it might be, brings you comfort, joy, community, support, you know, whatever, then I'm I'm all for it. I'll drop you off at services and pick you up afterwards, wherever, you, you know, whatever you need to do. I'm going to support you. You know, it is true. There's there's a few people, not a few. There's quite a few people out there who are real honest to goodness Jedi. I uh, am still searching. Look, if you want to, you can send me like your Star Wars story, like your experiences around Star Wars, and I can put it in at the end. Oh, perhaps. Or we, we could do it next week, too, for the question. You going to make it to Tuesday? You going to make it? Yes, ma'am. Yay! Yay! That's the shit I like. I okay, think the cool. title of the episode um, should be Failed Sobriety Test. <laughs> Ah! done all right you did it you made it through another episode of sisters with sabers congratulations um if you enjoy the show at all or you enjoy what we do at all think about you know supporting a sister on one of the episodes any of the small businesses that we mentioned it's also still blacktober so don't be shy about retweeting your favorite black, you know, podcaster. You know, if there's somebody that you know <clears throat> that's like really dope at podcasting or cosplaying or I don't know, drawing something, or maybe you just like seeing them on other people's shows and you think they're really funny <laughs> and they got that good curl pattern, <laughs> you know, uh, support them people and hashtag it with Blacktober. Ladies, socials. Hi, this is Raven, and you can find me at Jenabella J on Twitter. This is Rihanna, and you can find me at Bina Ray underscore on Twitter and TikTok. This is Amanda. You can find me at The Haunted Amanda on Twitter and Instagram. This is Mel. You can find me at Jane underscore Anon on Twitter. This is V, and you can find me at Vienna Enos Arts on Instagram. And I'm at Blurred Girl Jedi, if you're nasty. Uh, we will see you on the next one. Jedi.